Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. Hello, Mr. B. Hi. B. How you be? Doing well, thank you. Ew, it's good to uh, see us. It's good to see <laughs> There's us. more than one of you? Mm, it's good to see you with the big old microphone uh, on your chest. Nice. Nice Oh, job. this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there I'm you like, go. what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, one of those fancy one of ones. Fancy nah. dancy. Old school, old school. Old school, is mm-hmm. it? Yes, that it is. We have great lineup for all of you today. And we want to thank everybody first up. Do you see me playing with all my equipment right now Yeah, what's now going today? on over there? Uh, we got wobbly. You're never situated. This is like a wobbly. No, no, I did good today. I got the chair that goes up. Did you see me yeah, like did, real yeah. short there for a minute? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, we're just a little wobbly, but we'll be okay in a second. Oh, I fixed it. Are you proud of me that I didn't have to have you come over here and reach over here and nope, fix this for you're me? good. Welcome, everybody. Hey, uh, I wanted just to make sure that all of you know. Uh, we've got a couple of really special announcements uh, for you today. Uh, many of you have been asking about one, the event. And here's what I want to say about it. Um, so much has come together in these past couple of weeks that all you need to do right now is go to the website, onetheevent.org. So that's onetheevent.org. And if you go there, check it out. But you want to hold on your calendar September 9th, 10th, and 11th. September 9th and 10th, won the event, speakers, visionaries, workshops, ton of things going on. Lindsay Wagner is coming to town for that. She's going to do a workshop on oneness. September 9th and 10th at the University of Washington. Now, the 11th is different because that program is actually going to start 5 a.m. We're going to be doing some amazing things to shift from fear to love. Thanks to this firefighter here in Seattle, Eric Lawyer. But I will tell you, it's not just about Seattle. This is worldwide globally. And if you're listening to the show from uh, other places in the country, there are ways that you can get involved. You can actually create your own team. You can actually have a moment. But on Sunday, uh, Memorial Stadium uh, and Seattle Center. Now, how do we describe Memorial Stadium people uh, for people that don't live here? What's the equivalent to that? How, how do you you know it's a sport it's like a sports stadium or something isn't it sure I guess you can yeah, go is that, with that what you direction? say yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, it it uh, thousands of people fit in there that that'll start that, that'll, that'll start work. that's a good way right more than just your backyard barbecue it's, it's more it's not like a little fountain in the park no no a little bigger it's like it's bigger yeah right and what's happening is we're going to be on a stage and um, here's what's happening everything is going to be webcast. So you all have been emailing me about this, and you've been saying, well, we don't live in Seattle. We can't get to Seattle. Well, guess what? OneTheEvent.org, the website, is going to have everything webcast. So what's going to happen is you're going to be able to actually watch the video, watch the presentations. You can submit a video. 
you can create your own team. And you're going to hear lots. I just finished the public service announcements that will be going out to. Um, th- uh, and just let me give a shout out. Um, our friends here at KKNW, uh, Eric Crema, um, is going to be running the PSAs, the public service announcements on the um, on the network, the complete network. Um, Warm has jumped in, and they are going to run the public service announcements. Uh, WBLQ on the East Coast, 1230 uh, out there. Thank you. And just let's say, hello, Chris. How are you today? Just giving a shout-out for our friends over there. And all of our other networks have agreed to get the word out. Voice America has stepped up. They're going to be posting posters, flyers, and public service announcements, and much more. So we want to thank all of you for your support. And yes, you have a lot of questions, and that's okay. Um, the answers are coming every day. Things are being formulated. Um, I want to announce that on Sunday on the big stage at Memorial Stadium, I'm going to be doing a radical forgiveness moment. And I'm going to be joined by uh, two amazing individuals that I interviewed not too long ago, uh, Tim Zoll and Matthew Boger. And, and, and let me tell you about them. Matthew was uh, a 17-year-old gay guy that was beat up, left to die in an alley in New York City. And he was left to die in that alley, barely breathing. And the killing, supposedly killing kicks and punches, came from a skinhead named and this is how he refers to him, Tim Zoll. Tim Zoll and Matthew received the National Forgiveness Award because both of them have come together in support of eliminating hate crimes. So both of them are going to share the deep meaning of forgiveness. You know, Tim's going to be sharing his experience as the guy that literally was to, uh, you know, put the, the, the killing kicks and punches on Matthew. Now these two have come together, and you can't get a more powerful platform for forgiveness uh, than I think what they're going to bring to the table. So that's going to happen in the afternoon. Lots of information, much more coming. We've got a great lineup for you today, and let me just tell you a little bit about this. And, um, you know, on this show, we have really been able to shine the light on health, wellness, uh, caring for oneself, becoming empowered about your life, my own personal story and history, uh, for me, it's still unfolding. But we've done that by bringing on people that represent genius. And the reason that I say that is because we have two people joining us here today. And, you know, one of the things that we don't do very well, and I think that is really, for many of us, we've come a long way in terms of our physicians and we're really getting educated But I don't know that we're doing such a great job on dentistry and what's going on in our mouths. And we're learning now by studies and research that, boy, oh, boy, if there's something going on in the rest of your body, chances are it's happening where you just put that hot dog. And so today I get to introduce you to two of the most incredible people who are passionate about their lives, they're passionate about their journey, and some. And I actually got to meet them about a year ago personally. Dr. Darren Rappaport is joining me here today. You're going to hear a lot about him because I'm going to have him talk about himself. But, you know, he is here as somebody that I met that was extremely passionate about his life. He opened Pacific Northwest Periodontics and Implant Dentistry in 2000. His team on he are committed to exceptional periodontal and implant uh, dentistry care. But more importantly, he is interested in you. 
and he's interested in what we are all looking at, are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about, so we can make informed, empowered decisions. You know, if I read his background and his history and what he's been able to do, you know, he is someone that has not only been certified periodontist and diplomat of the American Board of per, uh, Periodontology, but more importantly, you're going to hear from him how passionate he is. He's also being joined here by Dr. James Burnham. And, uh, you know, this is, again, a show where I'm saying we're bringing the best to the best to you because what we're talking about with Dr. Burnham is, again, what is this world of, of periodontal care? What does it mean? How have these two gotten credentials that I could probably talk about for the rest of the show? And what are they so passionate about when we're talking about how to select a good dentist? What do you do? And are we all equipped to ask the right questions? Definitely it has taken us an eternity to stand up and ask our doctors the right questions, afraid that we're going to offend them. But what do we need to know in dentistry? Gentlemen, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. I told you we'd give you a little time to warm up, right? Thanks for having us, Dr. Pat. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Happy to be here. Well, I want to get started before we go to break. I want to ask you a quick question. And uh, I'll start out with you, Dr. Rappaport, if we could. You know, the question is, if you had to describe your passion for the work that you do in three sentences, what would they be? See, you lucked out here because you're getting to hear the question, right? (laughs) (laughs) Passion is is for the patients. Mm. It's uh, really offering them, making sure that they get the care that they need. Mm. And uh, we we really um, really care about we really care about them. They become almost family. And um, it's very common that I'll I'll be walking down the street and bump into patients that I know, and it's just lovely that uh, we have that wonderful relationship. Mm. So for me, it's about relationships and care, and and uh, treating them as if they were my family member. And typically. When we are, uh, when they ask me, well, wh- what should I do? My usual response is, if, if you were my mom or my wife, this is what I would do. And I mean that genuinely. Yes. And um, I was uh, skiing down at, uh, at Whistler recently. And as I was going down the mountain, I heard someone wave, Dr. Abbott, <laughs> sh- shook his hand about and said, the implant, it's still there. <laughs> and he zoomed past, past me down the mountain. I don't remember who that is, but he might, be, he might be listening today. Right, exactly. But I bet you'd recognize the implant. I bet I would. <laughs> uh, Dr. Burnham, how about you? I mean, you know, uh, passion. Why does that speak to you? Absolutely. I can only uh, piggyback on what he said, that it's all about the patient. Uh, it's all about educating them and involving them in their care. Um, I, my stick is that I want them to understand uh, what they're receiving why they're receiving it, the limitations that they, we're placed upon, um, and the expected outcome. And I don't want there to be any surprises, and nor does he, yeah. in the entire process. I want everything to be uh, to go scripted as planned. Uh, so I would agree with that philosophy as well. All right. And, and, you know, we mentioned also that, you know, the good philosophy is to, a good dentist is to have a good patient as well. So... You know, patients should ask questions and do a lot of research and talk to friends and family uh, and gather as much information as possible. Well, you know, and it's true. I mean, you both really represent people that are willing to listen to the questions. And you know how difficult it is sometimes. Even I bet your own health care when you go to the doctor, I bet you're a little shy about asking the tough questions. Right. And, sure. you know, you, you know, you both are creating a safe space to do that. You know, and so uh, this is really the opportunity for people to understand why this is important. What we're taking on today is, you know, does your dentist know what they're doing? 
How do you know that they know? What are the good questions to ask? Can you ask about credentials? Can you ask to see credentials? What are some of the good things that you might want to know to be able to sort of peel that onion back so that you know how to select the prime, the best, somebody that is good for you? We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to open up the phone lines because you're going to want to ask your own questions on the show today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Are you at a crossroads? Feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you move out of the fog. Hi, Katya here from Urban Wellness, your local herb shop, with your herbal tip of the week. Mineral-rich teas. Make up a pot of mineral-rich herbs and sip through the day to boost hydration and your mineral intake. Some mineral-rich herbs include nettle leaf, raspberry, dandelion leaf, oat straw, alfalfa, and peppermint. Maximize the mineral content of your tea by steeping the herbs in hot water overnight. Minerals in this form can increase metabolism, alkalinity, and hydration. Thanks for tuning in to my herbal tip of the week. Come see us at 103 Lake Street South in Kirkland, Washington, or online at urbanwellness.net. When it comes to massage, don't take a chance on quality. Come to the award-winning Dream Clinic. Whether you're experiencing stress, muscle aches, or need treatment for an injury, Dream Clinic's highly skilled massage therapists tailor their massage plan to your individual needs. We're open seven days a week with convenient locations in Green Lake and Queen Anne. New clients, mention hearing this ad and enjoy $20 off your first massage visit at Dream Clinic. Learn more about us at dreamclinic.com or call 206-267-0863. Discover Dream Clinic and experience the difference. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. If you have any questions, you can give us a shout. We have a toll-free number. So you feel free to call in or send your question through instant feedback throughout the show today. Uh, Our toll-free number is 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819, toll-free. And then if you want to ask a question online, we've really made that easy for you. You can either go to the Dr. Pat Show website or Transformation Talk Radio. So the way to do it is go to drpatlive.com. On the right-hand side, you can ask a question, and I'll be bringing it up here in a minute. Or you go to Transformation Talk Radio homepage, right-hand side, ask your question. Joining me here today, as I said before, uh, Dr. Darren Rappaport, along with, um, you know, his, uh, it always takes a team. Nobody does anything these days well without having fabulous, fabulous associates, people that they can work with. And that's Dr. James Burnham joining us here today. Does your dentist know what they're doing? And how do you know they know? I mean, if the dentist just says to you, I know what I'm doing, is that going to be enough? And so let me ask you, I mean, you know, I'm joking about it. But I'm not really. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, dentist, doctor, whatever. They say, I know what I'm doing. Look at my wall. 
You see all those degrees? You right. guys have them all. You have all the degrees. But you have more than that. You're willing to come on a show and pretty much say this is who we are. But let's talk about it. What makes a one dentist better than another? You know, what are some of the signs, Dr. Rappaport? Well, I get this question quite often. You do. I, I see a lot of patients that come to me, you know, and they're referred by friends or family. And uh, and uh, Kelby and my other associate, Rolf, we're periodontists. We're, we're specialists. So we don't do a lot of the routine dental treatments. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, I need the name of a really good dentist. And um, there's a lot of questions that we like to ask them. But I'll get to that in just a bit. But it reminds me of a story recently that um, a broker who I was working with uh, came to me and uh, after we had finished discussing some, some business, she said, you know, her previous dentist had retired and she'd been going to him for, for 30 years. And the new dentist had taken over and, uh, and she didn't really care for the new dentist. And I said, oh. Personality, right? Like, well, yeah, that's what whatever. I thought at first. You know? yeah. So I said, well, what exactly, you know, did you like about your old dentist? And he said, well, you know, I'd go there and, you know, the appointments were quick and he never took lots of expensive x-rays and didn't put me through all this radiation and, there was almost nothing that ever needed to be done, and the cleanings were, you know, gentle and soft, and he never poked my teeth with probes, and he was really great. And this new dentist, I just don't like him, you know. Every time I go there, he, he does these full examinations on me, and he pokes my gums, and my gums bleed, and they never used to bleed before, and he pokes my teeth and takes all these x-rays and tells me I have all these cavities that need to be done. And I, I'm wondering if he's just making up all this work. <sighs> now, I didn't look into her mouth, so I don't really know, but what I did say to her was, it sounds like a new dentist might actually be quite good. And it, perhaps your perception or how you judge your, your dentist is based on characteristics that don't necessarily mean they're clinically proficient. And that goes back to what you said about the certificates on the wall. You know, that's one thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have good judgment. Right. Or, or that you're going to be treating the patient correctly. So uh, at least from my perspective, it, it has a lot to do, um, obviously, thorough examination, diagnosis, and all the technology, and, and I'm sure... Uh, Kelby would agree with me, it's never been a better time to be a dentist with all this technology. But with that, I think there's more responsibility to make sure we, we treat our patients correctly. Dr. Burnham, how about you? Um, I would agree with all of that. Um, and I would also uh, expound on the fact that a good dentist strives for a excellent for excellence with, yeah. e- with each and every patient encounter. Uh-huh. Um, and that includes your staff. Your staff is a reflection of who you are. Boy, isn't that so the truth. I think that can pinpoint uh, right away if you're in the right place, if you have a good interaction with the staff um, right off the bat. It includes the phone, the initial phone call. Um, so each and every appointment is critical. And make sure you listen, that they're listening to you, not only nodding their head, but that they're uh, making thorough notes. And Darren mentioned that as well. Uh, and doing a thorough exam to include, you know, head and neck cancer screenings. We do that routinely with every patient that sits in our chair. Uh, so I think those are critically important things uh, for a patient to recognize and and um, and look for. Well, you know, let's talk about why this is important because you know we're really starting to get some information out there these days um, uh, about care, whether it's you know health care or health and, and dental care, and so people are now getting more information about what's important to their lives and their well-being. And we're learning tons about dentistry and uh, some of the research, especially periodontal, uh, periodontal work and some of the research uh, uh, around gum disease and so forth. Um, but why is, why is this important? You know, some people say, oh, I, I just go to my dentist, been going to him. I don't know if he's a, he or she's a good dentist or not. 
Why is it important for people to select a good dentist these days? Who wants to take that? Well, um, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Calvary, you, you're actually, this is really his field of expertise. All right, go ahead. Well, you, I think you touched on a very uh, important point in that the research is uh, going crazy right now. Yeah. Um, the research is uh, full fold, and they're linking uh, oral cavity diseases with systemic diseases. And uh, they've made direct links with many of them, including heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important to recognize that you have signs and symptoms of oral problems uh, for your overall health. Mm-hmm. And uh, the inflammation that it elicits in other parts of your body uh, can be controlled uh, with controlling oral cavity diseases. Mm-hmm. So it is very important that uh, it, that's recognized. And that was a good example of uh, that Darren gave uh, of the patient that was maybe misdiagnosed um, and disease was left unchecked. Uh, could it contribute to overall health-related problems in other parts of their body? So. Uh, and this is really, you, you know, this is what I love because the, the level of information that's coming in to people now, the studies that are being done and so forth, really didn't exist 10 years ago. Uh, you know, Dr. Rappaport, you know, from your point of view, you know, there are many things that I've heard you talk about, about why having a good dentist is important. Um, but then the next question that comes up is, how do you tell? You know, I mean, personality, right, is not right. always the best indicator. May not be a good indicator. May not all. be a good yeah. indicator, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, I had a friend that explained this. You know, she had a brain aneurysm and, you know, had to make decision about doctors, right? And, you know, you may love the doctor that you're talking with, but he or she may not be the person that you really want to align with. So I think, you know, this is an important question. Well, for me at least, um, a lot of dentistry today, um, and there are really good dentists out mm-hmm. there, but a lot of dentistry is, is dictated by what you do and procedures because that's how dentists are compensated based on what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if certain procedures may not be compensated for us, I think, for example, nothing is perhaps more important in dentistry than preventive dentistry. Oh, yeah. And how often does a dentist really spend time with the patient, sitting down with them, showing them where they're not cleaning, where they're missing, going through the various aids. Often this is relegated to hygienists, who I love. I think hygienists are great. But in our office, we try to do the, at least the first appointment that way. This is not something that any insurance company will pay for. But if we think about the benefits that you get from that, no dentistry will work um, if home care is not good. And certainly when it comes to periodontal disease, I think it's imperative that the patient has excellent home care. So a good way to maybe to assess your dentist is how much time do they put into preventive dentistry perhaps procedures that they can't necessarily charge for. You know, there's a lot of fluoride applications that they put on the teeth, which may or may not have great benefit, but we can bill for those as dentists, and those are done routinely. But how often does the, the dentist sit down and, and really spend a lot of time uh, looking at those those areas where you're, not, where you're missing? You know, you're bringing up something really important. A friend of mine said this to me the other day. Maybe you could talk about this, Dr. Byrne. Um, she said she hasn't seen her dent actually seen her dentist in so long. She actually didn't remember what her dentist looked like. And I thought, I, I thought, well, what do you mean? She said, well, I go and I see this other person that is cleaning my teeth and giving me the toothbrushes and like that. And I said, well, who, who, I mean, I mean, is that realistic? I said to her, she needs to like maybe look for a new dentist. But I, I don't know. Is that what's happening in, in this field? And do people have the right to say, I want to see my dentist. 
don't take that personally over here, but how about every once in a while, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, you make a very good point. I think that uh, people have become so busy uh, and money has become the bottom line uh-huh. um, that time is the factor that mm-hmm. limits uh, the amount of patients one can see. So one point I want to bring up, and some you mentioned a moment ago, I think I wanted to mention this as well, that I think the least effective way to find a good dentist is based on cost. I think that is not, and I think Darren would agree with that, We've we've talked about this many times. Sure, you, you mean high cost or low cost? Because you know it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah, both I had ways. a friend that said that uh, you know that, that she just picked a, a dentist recently because uh, uh, he had he had one of the highest costs, so she thought he'd be the best. Right, and that's not not necessarily going to mean Is a good that, dentist. That's interesting, isn't it? True, true. Mm-hmm. But um, what does happen, and, and studies have, have have really confirmed this, that as insurance companies have dominated the market more and more, and fees have been reduced, it really almost encourages sort of overtreatment to a degree. So you're not necessarily going to get better dentistry um, one way or the other per se, but there's maybe more of a tendency in a low-cost environment for there to be overtreatment. Certainly, uh, you'll be a more of a number potentially. So I think, you know, there's, there's obviously a balance. It doesn't mean because you pay a lot more money, you're necessarily going to get a better dentist. But uh, low cost by itself, actually, what we've seen, the trend, is that um, – we have more of what your your friend mentioned, where the dentist has never seen because his his time is too valuable. He needs to be doing you know the high production items, the crowns, the the bridges, oh. the implants, and the diagnosis, which is important, and the preventive um, needs are usually handled by auxiliaries, and um, and typically the dentist will just pop in and to confirm the di- the the findings, and I think there's the potential, at least with that approach, that you might miss, you know, might miss uh, certain. Uh, problems that are going on that are easy to treat. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about what what kind of questions that should you ask. You know, what should you ask? What do you want to, what, what would help you get some information? What should you ask your dentist? But before we go to break, let's make sure we give out some information uh, about y- you both and give out your website. And so the best way for those of you, I just want to make sure that all of you know, Pacific Northwest Periodontics and Implant Dentistry, the website is PS as in periodontist, nwperio.com, and you've heard um, their ads play here. So it's pnwperio.com, and when we come back, we'll make sure we give you a phone number and much more. But this is the this is it. Are you ready to hear the questions? And I want to write them down that you should be asking before you sign on that line. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Imagine a chocolate so decadent that you'd never believe it could be good for you. Align your inner bliss with Mother Nature's magic. The power of cold-pressed cocoa by Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Shasai is everything you ever dreamed healthy should taste like. We combine unprocessed cocoa with acai and blueberry for an unbeatable high-oxidant powerhouse. Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Visit us at lifesaverchocolate.com or call 888-287-2011. Get inspired. Create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker, Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at asksuelondon.com. That's asksuelondon.com. 
Have you asked your dentist about periodontal disease? Three out of four adults in Seattle unknowingly suffer from this painless but progressive infection caused by bacterial plaque. If not carefully treated, these bacteria can infect your gums, deteriorating the tissue and causing tooth loss. At Pacific Northwest Periodontics and Implant Dentistry, we offer a different kind of patient experience, providing the highest level of perio care within a relaxing environment. After a thorough examination, our doctors will take the time to understand your needs, address your concerns, and review a variety of treatment options with you. Our goal is to work with you to ensure the integrity of your dental health. Don't allow periodontal disease to take your teeth. Call Pacific Northwest Periodontics at 206-575-1086 to schedule an appointment. Or to learn more about periodontics, visit us online at pnwperio.com. Are you upside down on your home loan and facing foreclosure? Washington's Foreclosure Fairness Act takes effect on July 13th and requires your mortgage holder to grant you a face-to-face meeting to negotiate modifications to your loan that may let you keep your house. More than 5,600 homes were seized in the first three months of this year in the state of Washington. Don't let this happen to you. Visit foreclosurefairness.net. That's foreclosurefairness.net or call 206-818-9732, your home safety net. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center 425 425- Four five one zero four zero four, or on the web, drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We've got two of the best joining us here today. So thrilled to finally get Dr. Rappaport on air. <laughs> and, you know, he brought a sidekick with him. And not so much a sidekick, but a very skilled, skilled periodontist. Uh, Dr. Burnham's joining us here today. Uh, so, Okay, so I'm, uh, so Dr. Burnham, I'm introducing you as Dr. James, but he's not calling you James. What is he calling you? Uh, Kel- Dr. Kelby is my middle That's name. your middle name. Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. I thought, wow, do we have the wrong information? No, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Dr. Kelby. And uh, that's good. Um, so I want to get into some things that are going to help our listeners right now. And it's usually the toughest part of this. And that is figuring out what is okay to ask your dentist. Because we have the stigma. Am I going to offend you? Am I going to make you mad? Do I even understand the right questions to ask? And then, you know, and what does really good care look like? You know, how does that look? How do you know, like in uh, Dr. Rapp before the example, I mean, that person thought she was getting great care, right? Right. That's, okay. That's the case. So how do we know? So, Dr. Burnham, hit us up with the questions. If you were going to um, a dentist, what would you ask? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um you are, there are no questions that you can't ask. I'll lead mm-hmm. in with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am open to any questions a patient wants to ask me about my qualifications, uh, about my experience, um, how many times I've done a particular procedure. That's a very common one. Um, 
and they want to know if you've done, you know, 10 or 20 or 120. Uh, that's, that's a good question. That's a very important thing no, for I don't them. think I've ever even asked that question. So that's, you know. That's, Unfortunately, some will, they'll say, you know, I've done a number. And oh. zero is a number. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you've got to be careful what, you know, actually, qualifying so I, I've actually had that said to me. That's a good point. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So you just ask them how many of those procedures they've done. Absolutely. If you're going to go get an implant, you want to say, okay. Uh, and and so so another answer could be, well, our offices have done. Well, we are we've done, but you want to say you, right? All right, absolutely. Good. And boy, that's a good distinction, isn't to, it? To also uh, a little bit to expand on that a little bit. Also, you may ask what the success rate is. Uh, for example, uh, in implant dentistry, which has become very popular, yes, uh, and the success rates are very high, uh, especially in our office as well. Um, it's a critical question to ask as well. You know, what's your success with implants, or what's your success with we do a Define lot. Define of... an implant for our listeners. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, okay. An implant uh, is basically a titanium screw that is fixated into the bone to replace a missing root. Uh, whereupon a crown is placed on the implant or on the screw, uh, and it replaces the missing tooth. So that is what an implant is. Yes, and that could be a result of bone deterioration, somebody knocks your teeth out. It could be a myriad of things. things. Car accident. Car accidents, exactly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It could be a myriad of things. And and, and what Kelby is mentioning is actually quite important because more and more um, general dentists are getting into the implant field. Up until, you know, maybe a few years ago, it was really the realm of the specialist. You know, you'd go back, and, and uh, both Kelby and I have been through graduate programs, and you'd go through the program, and it would be a three-year full-time intensive study, looking at the literature, involved in the research, and most importantly, having, you know, one-on-one instruction with professors mm. and to ensure you were competent. Right now, uh, because of, the, of, of the, the laws, really any dentist is, is legally able to place an implant, whether or not they have the, the, the training. And um, Wow. I'll tell you a true story. Um, I I went to visit with the dentist, and um, he was reading a manual. And the manual was a photocopied manual, and it said how to place dental implants. So when I came in, I said, oh, you're doing dental implants? He says, well, I've started. I said, oh, where did you you go on on your course? He said, well, actually, I didn't. This is a photocopy of the manual that my friend gave me. He went on a course, and he told me that all the videos are on YouTube. So, um, you know, these are the kinds of um, concerns that, that we have, and, and Kelby and I see these on a daily basis, where patients have had bad experiences with implants and things that have gone wrong. So I think when he mentions, you know, where did you get your training, how wow. many of these implants have you done, I didn't know what that. is the success rate, mm. I think these are very, very important questions. And, um, you know, we're, as dentists, we're always focused on a particular procedure, but I, I think going on from this would be to also ask what alternative options do I have besides this and most importantly, what will happen if I do nothing at all? Okay. Because I think that's a question that's often not asked. That know? is not. That is not. An honest answer. You know, could I just, do I have to treat this? Obviously, if there's infection, there's active disease process, maybe doing nothing is not an option. Wow. But in many cases, there's a lot of elective procedures that are done that may or may not be necessary but are presented as essential. You know, what you just said, and, and I'll talk a little bit about this later. I don't want to take up time uh, about this now, but what you just said uh, in having a, a dentist provide you with options, I have found the most significant, uh, what do you call it, decision-making point for me. You know, when I get that kind of oper- information. Uh, what other questions, uh, Dr. Burnham, should people be asking? Um, again, a difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> um 
you know, another important questions are, uh, you know, what's your practice philosophy? That's always oh, a, that's a, a good really one. good one. Mm. Uh, and that's not an easy question to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that we all have thought about. Uh, and your practice philosophy uh, should be clear in your mind. And again, we've uh, sort of mentioned that ours is uh, the focus on the patient, complete focus on the patient, and to have that good experience uh, at every point in time in our practice. Uh, so that's our practice philosophy to cater to the patient at every point in time and make sure that they are comfortable and uh, and knowledgeable about what's happening uh, with their health and their mouth. So, you know, when you select a dentist, is it going to be different for adults than it is for children? How do you make that distinction? I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I could come and, and ask you a ton of questions, but then, you know, I'm bringing my seven-year-old. Um, so can you, I, I mean, how does that work? Well, I think the same questions apply. Uh-huh. Um, the ADA recognizes eight uh, specialties, and yeah. pediatric dentistry is, is certainly one of them. And there are uh, dentists that specialize in treating children, and you know they're obviously gone through a residency, they're highly skilled, and they may be appropriate. But there are also many very good general dentists who are able to tackle those, those patients as well. And I think this brings us back. What questions to ask is I think the joy of being and seeing a regular dentist is that they're able to do and, uh, and dabble in a variety of different areas. But also, they need to know when it's appropriate to refer. And I'm not necessarily trying to have them refer to our office per se, but to any specialist. I mean, you know, certainly there are, are cases that are well within the scope of general dentists. But there are some dentists who make a point of never referring, right. no matter how complicated the case. Well, let's give a specific example, because I think this really leads to the conversation of, you know, good care versus not so good care. I mean, there are certain things that people would want to go to a periodontist for and not a general. My opinion, uh, there's a new term, and I think it's new, but it's probably not new to you guys, uh, skin skin grafts. Gum grafts. Gum, thank you. Mm, Told you. Um, But uh, but that's a specialty, isn't it? Well, again, I I certainly think that there are talented general dentists out there who have have been on the correct courses and and may be appropriate to be able to. Okay, but general, but let's just take the majority. But I think in the majority of the cases, I certainly think periodontists have been the ones right. that have been trained for that. Right. And uh, especially here in Seattle, we have many wonderful periodontists who are highly skilled in being Well, you're both this. a periodontist. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then I guess the next question is, you know, about the children-parent thing. This is, I guess, a question that uh, that I've heard quite often. And, no, and you know, the, the jury may be still out. You know, are we, are we or are we not seeing earlier cases of periodontal disease than we've seen before. You know, what are you guys seeing coming in? Because somebody said to me, oh, that's an old person's disease. And I said, well, is it? I, I don't think that, I, you, do you know the stick? You know what I'm trying to say? You know, I, I can certainly speak having come from, I did my initial training in Africa, so uh-huh. my experience there is somewhat different uh-huh. um, because the demographic was different. Certainly we saw a lot more childhood periodontal disease mm-hmm. perhaps than we see here. Um, we do see it on occasion, but I wouldn't say it's on the increase per se. Okay. Would you I would agree with that. that? Okay. I would agree with that. But it's in, in existence. For- but it's not only an L, uh, a seasoned person disease either. I mean, we got that other thing going on mm-hmm. over there. It's like a whole range of people in the middle, aren't there? Absolutely. <laughs> well, certainly from gum disease, uh, the most likely people to get it are, are smokers. Oh. I mean, I think that's top of the uh-huh. list. If you're, okay. if, if you're smoking, I think you really, I, I think the research is very clear, that you're really putting yourself at increased risk. Um, patients who are diabetics, mm-hmm. I think, are also uh, particularly susceptible. 
And, and getting back to something Kelby said earlier about the sort of health relationships between gum disease and these other conditions, it, with diabetes, it's kind of interesting. If you have diabetes, you're more likely to have periodontal disease. But if you have periodontal disease, it may be more difficult to control your diabetes. So oh, it actually it's interesting, in isn't it? Yeah, it's chicken and egg question, isn't Absolutely. it? So right. we, we spend a lot of time also working with the physicians. We've also tried to expand our practice. That's a really that good point. And uh, we're trying to co-manage our patients that do have these extensive medical conditions because we realize we're just part of the whole patient instead of trying to just manage the, the gum disease simply by saying brush better, do specialized cleanings and surgery. We really try and get in, involved with the physicians so that they control the diabetes mm-hmm. on the other side, have a team member. Oh, I, you know, and, and the, part of what I want to talk about when we come back is, you know, what other kind of nuances should we look for uh, in, in selecting our dentist? What should we know? The other thing is also, um, you know, how do we go about finding a dentist? You know, everybody's Googling these days. And, you know, it's kind of interesting about Google. You Google somebody and they get some stars by their name and nobody really understands where the stars come right. from. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's the one. I hope you can sh- shine some light on this when we come back. All right, Everybody, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Dr. Burnham, Dr. Rappaport. These are the folks that are joining us here today. Pacific Northwest Periodontics, pnwperio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. Lower back pain. What is it costing you? Lost wages? Repeated doctor visits? Painkillers that don't work? Just not doing the things you love. The newly patented VacuPractor relieves that pain simply, inexpensively, and from the privacy of your own home. The patented VacuPractor works using vacuum pressure. This pressure stretches muscles, restoring the proper nerve function and reducing the possibility of disc failure. Finally, a simple, effective treatment that works. For more information about the VacuPractor or to order yours, call 800 676 or visit vacupractor.com. We all want deeper, more intimate relationships. But how do we create successful relationships and maintain strong connections? Peter Kane has some real answers. Author of The Monogamy Challenge, Creating and Keeping Intimacy, Peter is one of the original breath workers and relationship trainers with over 30 years' experience. Breathe, relax, or create intimacy and keep it thriving. Visit PeterKane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425-802-2050. Reservage Organics offers you the most advanced anti-aging product available. Our organic-based Reservatrol formula 
brought to you from the heart of our exclusive vineyards in southern France, has been clinically proven to reactivate your longevity gene and help preserve your youth. By including Reservage Reservatrol in your daily regimen, you can enhance cardiovascular function, metabolism, mental acuity, and collagen production. If you want to regain your youthful radiance and enhance your longevity, do so with the world's finest Reservatrol from Reservage Organics. Why wait? Visit your local retailer and start the anti-aging process today. Reservage Organics, committed to the extension of youth naturally. Available online at www.reservage.com. And at the Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, Whole Foods Market. Visit reservage.com and feel vitality today. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, for more information about the Dr. Pat Show, go to drpatlive.com. Uh, what's the best phone number for people to write down uh, for uh, for your office? Sure. It's uh, 206-575-1086. Okay. All right. And the website is the website is P nwperio.com. Let's get to some of these questions that folks, um, I hope you're all writing us down. Um, how do you find a specialist? How do you find the right doctor? I mean, because you have to find them before you can ask them the questions, right? And, you know, now with technology and smartphones and a gazillion ways, actually for me, it's gotten more confusing. So how, where do you start? Um, I think you start by asking friends and neighbors okay. and colleagues uh, if they are seeing specialists. Mm-hmm. Um to find a good dentist, which we've been talking about the topic of the day, yeah, um, is to ask a specialist. Uh, the specialists see so many uh, general dentists and work with so many general dentists uh, that they are a good source. And the question you're specifically asking is, how do you find a good specialist? Yeah. And to find a good specialist, we always recommend uh, board-certified specialists. And Darren mentioned earlier that there are eight recognized uh, specialties by the American Dental Association, uh, periodontology being one of them. Uh, and we, Darren and I, are both diplomated, uh, as is our other colleague in the practice, Ralph Schuler. Um, so if you are diplomated, it shows that you've gone above and beyond uh, to gain more knowledge and skill uh, in your profession. So those are people I often look to for uh, referrals uh, and advice as well. Uh, we, you know, questions come up uh, in cases that we have often, and we rely on our colleagues sometimes to discuss those cases, uh, the complex ones especially. But um, specifically what you're asking is, uh, you know, how to find a good one. And mm-hmm. a diplomated one, uh, diplomated specialist or a diplomated periodon- periodontist uh, is a good place to start. And you can find that information usually on uh, the provider's website. Uh, you can surely find it on our website. Yes. Um, and also, uh, in many our academy has a website, and you can find that information as well. Uh, American Academy of Periodontology, uh, you can find that information. Oh, that's great. I mean, you know, so I, I, I was joking about it, but not so much. And that you know, uh, almost everybody's getting on Google these days, and they'll pull up a dentist, and next to the dentist's name, uh, there's five stars. Right. And we they think, okay, time. number one, call right. him or her. And but that's not. 
the five stars don't really mean that. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, we're very fortunate. We, we have five stars, and I guess we have a few patients that maybe have us one. But I, I think, you know, patients fall into two categories. Uh-huh. You know, the ones that are really, really, really happy and the ones that maybe have an axe to grind, maybe they had some bill, billing issue. Um, may not be the most reliable source, and also you don't really know who's posting those. I mean, mm. it could potentially could be the dentist himself. Um, so I think that they're probably not the best. I'd have to agree with Kelby. I think when you're looking for a dentist or a specialist, friends and family is probably a good start. But uh, when patients ask me and they say, you know, I'm moving to, to California and I, I have to find a new dentist, I may not know someone in that town, but typically we'll go online and, and go to the pa- web page for the, 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 the board and, and look for a few periodontists. And, I, and I'll say exactly what Kelby says. You know, call the periodontist, ask for the name of two or three dentists uh, that, that they like working with. And that's usually a pretty good recommendation. Oh, yeah. It, it is. I mean, this is really, you know, as, as kind of attached as we've gotten to technology, sometimes you have to go old school and pick up the phone and actually have a conversation with somebody. Um, what is the process of, of, of people maintaining and going to the preventative? How often should you go to the dentist? And, you know, what are you finding these days about dental health and overall general health? Um, So there's a lot of answers to your question. Uh, I think the rule has always been six months uh, or twice a year to visit your dentist uh, for cleanings and checkups. Um, I think that is still a good rule. Uh, Many of our patients, however, are on a closer recall or preventive schedule, uh, and that's exclusively based on research. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of our periodontal patients uh, if they're diagnosed with periodontitis, uh, we see them every three months. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, that's based in literature and research. Uh, basically, the bacteria, uh, which is the main causative factor in this disease, is reestablished after about three months. So we disrupt that process and, in essence, uh, keep disease at bay uh, and monitor these patients. Uh, but there really is no cure Periodon, uh, periodontal disease, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Darren would probably agree with that. So we just manage it. So the preventive is the most important part of it, of the whole process. Uh, recognize it, treat it, and then go into the preventive portion of the treatment, uh, which, as I mentioned, is probably the most important part of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, from, from that point of view, you know, people are asking, okay, if I have to, you know, if that's me and I'm going to do that, you know, what would be my uh, incentive to do it? And we touched upon this earlier, and I know we're going to do a lot of shows on this, but, you know, we are getting research and evidence that what goes on in your mouth is affecting the rest of your body. Oh, I mean, that, that's I think coming to the clearer. forefront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's certainly clear, and Kelby touched on that earlier, for sure, um, your overall health and oral health play a big role. And, um I think if we can get the periodontal disease under control, I think it's just better all around. Uh, obviously, you know, controlling periodontal disease is, it's a multifactorial disease. Certainly uh-huh. bacteria play a role, uh, absolutely. But we talked about smoking. We talked about diabetes. There are other uh, conditions uh, as well. Uh, having good home care, I mean, now that, that can't be overestimated either. I think that's a part, I, I'm, I'm always shocked uh, when my patients come to me. You know, they've been treated, let's say, by a dentist for many years and even another periodontist, and they'll show up in my office for an exam, and, and we use a, a special solution, a mm-hmm. full disclosing solution. It's a vegetable dye, and we have the patient swish with us, and this gives us an indication of how they're cleaning. I'm often surprised at, at how ineffective our patients are with their cleaning, and then not surprised really when we find, you know, that the gums are deteriorating, there's bone loss, or there's cavities. So I, I think patients also need to be aware of the fact that they have a role as well when they get home at night. 
you know, or certainly twice a day, morning and night, they need to really be vigorous and spend the time. And uh, many studies have shown that most patients brush for less than 30 seconds, you know. Uh, when we demonstrate brushing in office, it sometimes takes, you know, four minutes mm-hmm. to, to clean the mouth properly. So th- that's another big avenue of um, of care that's often overlooked. Uh, you, are you uh, proponents for the uh, uh, electric uh, brushes that are out there now? There's a ton of them mm-hmm. right now. I don't think that there's any one toothbrush that's better than any other. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's advertising and marketing. Yeah. Uh, and certainly manual toothbrushes used correctly probably are fine. It's just easier, I think, to use an electric toothbrush. I think it, it does a lot for the patient. It makes it that much easier for them to use. So from that perspective, we really like them and we, we recommend them. We don't sell them. We, we give them to our patients because, you know, we don't want them not buying it. And uh, we find the compliance is better if we give it away. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good. It's, I, I mean, there's so much to really talk about. I want to thank you both for joining me here today. And I want to e- ask each of you, you know, um, to to – Give us your personal message. What would you like to leave our listeners here uh, today with Dr. Burnham? Why don't you go first? Um, so I mentioned earlier, be involved. Um, ask lots of questions. And as I mentioned, there are no questions that are taboo, in my opinion. Um, if, you know, you want some information, uh, you know, like I said, ask that information uh, and build that relationship with your dentist uh, or periodontist, for that matter, Um and be comfortable uh, at every step of the way. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I agree with that. And, and, and to echo it, we'll just go a bit further. You know, every patient's entitled to an, a second opinion. You know, if something just doesn't sound right, um, there's no harm in getting another opinion. And, uh, and certainly if uh, it's extensive treatment, you know, and uh, let's say you need a root canal, um, see if it's maybe beneficial to see the specialist. Maybe that your particular case is a little more complicated than, yeah. than the average. Yeah. And, and don't ask for that. Don't worry. Don't be scared to ask for that referral. Don't mm-hmm. feel you'll necessarily offend the dentist. Don't be that. afraid to ask the questions because we are talking about your health, you know, here. And, you know, so often we're, we're trying to please our dentist and we're trying to, you know, like not offend them. And, uh, and, you know, this is really as important as any other doctor's appointment that you would get. And I think that's really a mindset that we need to change, don't you think? Couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is, this is, you know, cool stuff. I want to thank you both for joining me here today. I know we're going to do a whole bunch of shows on some of the stuff we just mentioned today. We're going to actually talk in more depth. Thank you both for joining us on the show today. Uh, let's give out the website one more time for everybody. Uh, Dr. Rappaport, give out that phone number, if you will. Sure. 206-575-1086. And just uh, go ahead and go to the website, P as in periodontist, nwperio.com. Make sure you give a shout. If you've got questions, um, you'll be able to get some help and advice. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back.